The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Season 4 of The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkillstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile Brand Podcast. While podcasting really began in the early 2000s, it's grown dramatically over the last several years. According to some recent statistics, 62% of the U.S. population ages 12 plus have listened to a podcast, with over one-third or about roughly 104 million people listening regularly. That's just in the United States alone. Podcasts come in many shapes and sizes and can be an incredibly effective marketing platform for brands, influencers, and for others. Today, we're going to talk about the future of podcasting with someone who has been at the center of this movement since he founded his company in 2015. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Josh Nielsen, founder and CEO of Zencaster. Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Greg. Happy to be here. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this with you. Um, why don't we get started by uh, giving a little background on yourself uh, before you founded Zencaster? Before I founded Zencaster. All right. Um, jumping back a bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to Zencaster in a second, but yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I grew up in Texas, lived there till I was about 16, and then I moved uh, all over the Western United States. I've lived a little bit outside of the country in places like uh, Australia, New Zealand, and Thailand. And now I am located in Salt Lake City and love living in the mountains. Nice, nice. So yeah, let's let's dive in here um, and start with a little background on podcasting itself. So you know, while it's extremely popular now, there were technically podcasts back in the early 2000s, though they weren't nearly as as popular with such a broad demographic. What do you think brought about such a rise in popularity over the last several years? Well, I can tell you what happened because I watched it happen. Uh, when I started building Zencaster, there was nowhere near as much excitement in the space as there is now. It was sort of a sleepy industry. And I really got to say, I didn't have the force. I didn't even know it was going to be as big as it, as it became, but uh, you know, got lucky, I suppose. <laughs> but really what happened to answer your question is um, man, I'm trying to remember this must have, this was as I was building kind of the initial versions of Zencaster that started to blow up and really the, the wave kind of built. And it was because you had podcasts like, um, Serial and This American Life, I think were the two sort of breakouts that happened in like 2016 ish, yeah, yeah. um, where they suddenly were getting millions of like, I think they, I think it was Serial hit a milestone where they got a million downloads per episode. And they were hitting that regularly. And then, and everybody's head started to turn like, whoa, there's actually, you know, that's a lot of eyes. That's a lot of um, brand impressions from a, from an advertiser perspective. Yeah. And so 
um, people realize, hey, there's there's uh, gold in those hills. If we are, if if there's going to be, you know, that many people interested, as you mentioned, you know, uh, in the United States alone, sixty uh, plus percent, you know, are listening monthly, if not more, and it's just continuing to grow. And if you look at the, I think I I just saw the brand spend projections. It was projected to be, you know, the the market size tripling by 2023 to three point something billion. Now the new projection is by 2026, it's going to be six point something billion, another doubling. So it's hitting a, a uh, exponential growth curve. And um, it's, it's really just because so many people are interested in podcast content. It fits into their day in a way that lots, many other mediums can't and don't. You can listen to it while you do your laundry, while you're exercising, while you're driving. And that's um, a lot of time that people are spending listening to content and a lot of opportunity for creators um, and brands to get in front of people. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very familiar with Zencaster because I've been using it since I, I started the show in 2018, but maybe for those a little less familiar, um, can you give a little background on what exactly the platform is and, and does and, and how do you differentiate it? Yeah, of course. Uh, great, great question to provide some context there. The, Back in those days, um, and the, the way I got keyed onto this market was um, I had, I was actually working on a totally different company in the audio space. It was around music and helping electronic musicians collaborate together online. Didn't work out for many reasons, but someone said, you know, hey, podcasters have this problem getting high quality assets back and forth. Maybe you can help there. Uh, I, honestly uh, sat on that for a few years because I was focused on something else, but I was stuck in the back of my head and I started looking into that problem. And I realized that podcasters at that time were using mostly Skype to do remote recordings. And most podcasters had either a remote co-host or a remote guest on most of their episodes. It's really hard to get uh, in, to find like all the top performing people in your hometown that are right. <laughs> going to come to your house. Right. So you got to trust me. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got to cast a wider net. The problem with that though, is that Skype at that time and now, now zoom, which a lot of people use has the same problem. It doesn't, it records on one end. And so the host might sound really good, but the guest um, is getting recorded with all of the VoIP, the voice over IP artifacts um, could be compressed. It can sound really robotic. If the internet connection is unstable, it can t- completely drop out at times. And that is really, really annoying to a podcast audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they will, they'll, they'll jump your case on Twitter. They will uh, stop listening to your show. If you've just got poor quality audio, it, it, it just, it's, it's really annoying to the brain. Uh, and so um, it was a major pain point for podcasters at the time. And we are still, uh, you know, and that, that was, that was kind of the, the initial problem and the initial entry point that we solved long answer to question was a double ended recording solution. So you send a link to whoever you want to record with, it records them locally on their end, records you locally on your end. And then we mix those tracks together after the fact. So that you have a really high quality recording on both sides that, um, is easy on the listener ears and sounds great and professional. And I, I will, and I, I should add that was our entry to market. Now we've expanded and we realize there's a lot of other problems in helping podcasters create high quality content. And so now we're helping them produce the content, distribute it, grow the audience and also find monetization. Yeah. And I wanted to, I wanted to follow up with, with that 
anyway, because, you know, you started Zencaster in 2015. There was, I, I think it was, it was audio only and, you know, the limited set of features, even though there were, they were much needed features, but, you know, can you talk a little bit about, you know, those early days versus now, you know, what's, what's, what's changed both in the platform, but also just from how you're seeing people use, uh, use the platform. Yeah. I mean, a, the market is just blowing up. It's white hot. And that's been a big yeah. change. A lot more interest, yeah. a lot more uh, bigger players in the market, a lot more people coming from other mediums to get into podcasting as well. Um, it's it's starting to become just another arrow, like a necessary arrow in your quiver of your content marketing strategy. And for a lot of people, the most uh, powerful uh, part of that. Um but, you know, I just went to the podcast movement conference uh, about a month ago. And one of the big things that I was, I noticed there and a big shift that's happening now in the industry is we're starting to, it used to be sort of podcasting as a self, um, it was sort of, you know, if you had a podcast, it was oftentimes mostly a passion project. Yeah, yeah. You were probably spending you were spending out of your pocket to do this. You weren't making a lot of money, if any. And sometimes you're spending, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a year on all the tools and services around it. Yeah. Now what's starting to happen now that you're getting creators from, you know, YouTube and other platforms getting into podcasts and the expectations are changing to where it's more of a, um, I, instead of I'm going to pay you for your service, it's like, Hey, how are you going to help me make money? And how are we going to make money together? And, um, I think that's actually a great transition in the space. It's a much needed thing. Most of these podcasters are, should be getting rewarded for the value that they're providing into the ecosystem. And a way that I kind of describe what we're trying to build is the YouTube for podcasts. If you're on YouTube and you've got over a thousand downloads a month, there's a button you can push and now you're monetizing. You're in a rev share agreement with YouTube. You're making money. And some of these guys are making a lot of money and um, that doesn't exist in podcasting right now. And it really should. And there's no reason why it can't. It's been proven in other mediums and that's what we've built at Zencaster and are leaning heavily into. We believe that, you know, if you're a creator, you should be able to create and be rewarded for the time and effort you're putting into it. And there's, uh, you know, a lot of people out there to listen, a lot of brands out there that are looking for, more um channels to grow and podcasting is a, is a great option there so that's a big shift that i've seen that's been happening and now if you go to like if you go to the conference that's where the money is at like that's where you know the service companies are in the small booths and then the advertising companies are renting out the galleries and throwing the big parties yeah yeah and i mean do you do you see that as kind of a I would say that's a maturing industry, right? Is that is that kind of how you would characterize it? The podcast ad market? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, it's still very wild west. I don't I think yeah. it's still even too early to call it maturing. Yeah. Like there's it's all over the place and a lot of opportunity, a lot of um you know, for example, we'll go um talk to some of our creators and we'll just ask them an open-ended question like what do you um what does it cost to run an ad on your podcast to get a sense of how people are uh, valuing their themselves and yeah. content. And you'll get answers anywhere from like a five cent CPM to a $500 CPM. And it's just because the market is so all over the place right now. And yeah. um, 
that's a, you know, that's not a bad thing. It just means like there's a lot of work to be done to actually help people figure out how do you, how to actually make money and, um, you know, also not waste a ton of time. That's another big thing. Like not just monetization, but if, if a podcast takes you six hours per episode, which is what our current users are, uh, or not sell current, but like old surveys we used to do before we started building all this product. Yeah. That was the, that was the answer average of six hours. Some people are spending a lot more time. And so just bringing that time to a creation down and also making it so that it's valuable um, for the creators is really a big part of what I think the, the podcasting market needs. There's so many people that try to get into podcasting every day, hundreds, uh, if not thousands, probably. And very few of them actually make it out of the other end of producing content and continuously making a show. It's not because they don't want to. It's not because they don't have talent. It's just really, it can be really hard and difficult without the right tool chain and the right help to not only help you create the content quickly, find your audience, and then, uh, you know, start, start kicking on the money as well without having to, um, be everything to everyone. Like yeah. right now, so many podcasters are trying to be a marketer of a, a podcast host, uh, ad sales, uh, broker, right. um, social media, like, and nobody can really do all of that stuff well on their, uh, on their own. You kind of have to yeah. focus, but so many are being pulled in those directions right now. Totally agree. And I think that's, that's where it is kind of pointing to what you were saying earlier. It is, it's got some, some room to mature surely as a communication tool as, and as an industry, even though it is being used so, so prevalently as far as content goes, I mean, I think that's a, that's certainly a key thing. I mean, you know, you can, you can have the greatest team in the world, but if the, if the content of the show is not compelling and, and, and everything, it's, it's not going to get that, that audience that is, is going to stick with it. What have you seen in terms of trends and content? I mean, I know there's more podcasts than ever, so probably gr- more diverse content, but you know, are there, are there any things that you're seeing and, and maybe just to, to focus that question, you know, content as far as uh, those, those brands and those marketers out there that are, that are looking to get into podcasting, like any, any trends that you're seeing there? You know, uh, one thing I'm seeing is just more and more brands are getting into it in one way or another. Yeah. Um, I'm always sort of surprised at the different kinds of content and uh, there's just such a diverse array of all different kinds of interests that, uh, I, I couldn't even tell you like, I mean, there's the obvious ones like true crime is hot. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. I think everybody, everybody knows that, but you know, aside from that, we, we try not to focus too much on like what the content is, but just helping give everybody the, the, the tooling that they need. Um, as far as like trends, I think it's just a lot of it is, um, just this move towards, uh, People be kind of a creator economy that you're seeing happen in other places is is definitely strong in the podcasting now. People are coming into podcasting not so much like obviously they have passion, but it's also with an expectation that they're going to be able to build a, a business out of this, yeah. and that's that's kind of the goals they're coming into. Podcasts are very on podcasters are very entrepreneurial people. Um, very strong-willed, <laughs> the ones especially that are successful now because, uh, and in the past because it's not not been an easy easy road to uh, walk down, and you know now we're just seeing yeah. there's a lot of demand for people to come in and build a business out of podcasting, um, by and large. Yeah, yeah, great. So what's on what's on your roadmap with with Zencaster? What do you what do you see in the in the next couple of years ahead? 
Well, as I mentioned, we've recently launched um, our the full the kind of the full creation suite, not just recording, but production and uh, editing, promotion, and uh, uh, monetization. Further down the road, I think we, we're leaning pretty heavily right now into helping them monetize through advertising. It's sort of the yeah. clearly everybody wants to do that in some way, but the there's a lot of other options I think that make sense for podcasters to monetize with that you're seeing um, a lot of people are already engaging with, which is like um, you know private uh, private RSS feeds, backer programs. Um, you're seeing like live streams. And like paid kind of other sorts of events also like merch, you know, all, there's all different ways that, that you can monetize. And I think if you're a new podcaster and you're growing, um, you know, getting off the ground, you're, you know, you may have a better, easier time making money with a backer program. I've talked to some podcasters that have, uh, you know, maybe, um, 5,000 downloads a month or less, but they've got a really strong loyal audience and a backer program and like 500 of their, uh, um, audience members a month are paying them as part of a backer program and they're making real money off of it. Nice. And that's a really high engagement rate. You're not going to get that out of an ad. Right? right. And so I think depending on your content, depending on the size of your show, there's different monetization options that make sense for that stage. And we want to be there to serve uh, in all of those different areas. So that's sort of, that's some of where our head's at moving forward is not just monetizing through advertising, but finding all of the different ways that you can provide value to your audience and um, provide a deeper connection there. That's going to be valuable for them. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, one last question before we wrap up here Uh, for, for someone that is considering starting a podcast, maybe they're an individual, maybe they're a brand even, but you know, what, what's a one piece of advice that you would have for them as they're, you know, they haven't even gotten started yet, but as they're, as they're planning and, and thinking ahead, what, what, what would you advise them to, to start with? That's a great question. I think, um, part of it is like, you can spend a lot of time theorizing about what your podcast is going to be, what you want it to be about the theme, I guess, whatever. Uh, I am tend to be on the side of like, you'll figure that out as you go. Yeah. And you, you know, you, there might be some throwaway episodes or you might find that, uh, your the, the theme or the, that you started off with is not really what you're ultimately interested in talking about every week and you go in a different direction. And I yeah. think, it, and this is really just maybe entrepreneurial advice, advice in general is like, just get started, start, put, start doing, start putting some recordings down and see what works rather than trying to figure it out all at once. And obviously come to Zencaster.com. We'd love to help you. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. And I, I gotta say just from my own experience, I, I did just that. So my first year doing my show, it was just me talking and, um, you know, I, I'd recently written a book and, and so I just was kind of sharing thoughts in each episode and it took me a year of, of episodes to kind of realize, Hey, you know what? I, I did like one or two interviews and I realized, Oh, you know what? I get a lot more engagement when I talk with somebody else and kind of bounce questions off them, you know, as much as I like to hear my own voice. Um, so, you know, totally agree with your, um, your, your thoughts there. And I mean, this is the agile brand, um, podcast. And so I definitely believe in a, 
in a very iterative approach to to doing things and improving. So no, that's I think that's that's great advice. Really, really appreciate you um, joining the show today. Yeah, really happy to be here, Greg. Thank you so much for the invite. Yeah. Well, um, again, I'd like to thank Josh Nielsen, founder and CEO of Zencaster, for joining the show. Thanks for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkillstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.